to be young, gifted, and black, we all know what it's like to be told that there is not a place for you to be featured, yet you are young, gifted, and black. We know what it's like to be told to say there's not a, a screen for you to be featured on, a stage for you to be featured on. We know what it's like to be the tail and not the head. We know what it's like to be beneath and not above. And that is what we went to work with every day because we knew not that we would be around during award season or that it would make a billion dollars, but we knew that we had something special that we wanted to give the world, that we could be full human beings in the roles that we were playing, that we, cre we could create a world that exemplified a world that we wanted to see. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I am Chris. I'm Doyen. So how's it going, Doyen? Uh, it's going just dandy. Um, what I do? Well, so this weekend I made it a roasted chicken, and I was really excited about that. Except for I finished making the chicken, and then I was like, "Who's gonna eat all this chicken?" Because I made a whole chicken. But <laughs> I will be sharing <laughs> with people. <laughs> so did you make like some chicken salad and? I don't know what else to make. <laughs> no, I don't really like the idea of like Miracle Whip or Mayo. I just don't, don't do like this. the idea. Don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> I like if you are making if you're making chicken salad, you need to use real mayo. No Miracle Whip over here. Oh. What if I use it for tuna salad? I mean, I don't eat tuna salad. <laughs> uh. So I, I don't have I don't have what I would consider a valid opinion. Gotcha. But I'm just saying. Um, no, I don't make chicken salad. Sometimes <laughs> I'll make salad and put chicken, like a real salad, like the lettuce and put chicken. Okay, so <laughs> what, what else do you have going on? <laughs> also, at church, I started um, like children's ministry and I got to play with oh. the babies. And oh. they I'm just like, oh, this was a bad idea for anybody who has baby fever. But <laughs> there is just... Well, see, to cure your baby fever, you just get up Saturday morning and go to any store like Walmart, Old Navy, even your grocery store. <laughs> and I am sure <laughs> it will cure that baby fever pretty quickly. Yeah, the oldest one was like maybe 20 months. So they're all like, they like to cuddle and then they'd go play yeah. and they'd come back and cuddle and I'm like, oh, this is a bad idea. But <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> and then I Sweet. went to go see if Bill Street could talk yesterday. So it was oh, a busy weekend. It was. Did you enjoy it? Uh, yes, it was a lot. You'd probably cry. But okay. it was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, cause he cry, but um, it was just <laughs> okay. okay. It was beautiful. The cinematography was beautiful. The uh, the score was just amazing. Just cause it was a lot of like violins and just uh, it was everything. So it was a gorgeous movie, but it was a lot. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I can't wait. The good thing about movies like that, cause I went to see a movie in like a pretty much all white theater. And after the movie, it's funny because you don't have to say excuse me. They just like part out of the way because they know <laughs> <laughs> how they've been in the past. <laughs> yes. 
I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Make way. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so what are you drinking tonight? So again, I'm drinking my um, some kind of margarita. And so it's basically just tequila and lime. That's pretty much mm. it. And ice. <laughs> I just think I just think it's a little weird how you call it a margarita. Well, like aren't why? there aren't there other ingredients in a margarita? Well like And they're sugar. like triple sec or something? Yeah. Did I make that up? I don't know. But well, you know, okay, so have you ever tried the frozen in the little can what you peel back like biscuits, that little frozen mm. margarita mix juice thing? Okay, sorry. All right, well, <laughs> it's just it, a lot of them are just too sweet. I don't like it. I'm okay with this tequila and lime juice. Okay. Anyway, so how was your weekend? Well, my weekend was fine. I noticed you said ice twice. I got it. I get it. I get it. I, get it. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to shade you. I was just. <laughs> you were. You said, you said ice twice. I was. Like, did we need to hear ice? Twice. I would anytime that I say ice, it's not a threat to you. It's just my personal okay. desires. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, my weekend was okay. Um, I had the lady cramps, but mm. you know, <laughs> you deal. This week has been okay. The end of last week was okay. I mean, everything's just been kind of okay. And to that, I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna complain. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> cheers to that. So tonight's show episode is Sage Advice. So I am drinking a Sage Advice and it is good. (laughs) When I was looking at the recipe, I thought this is simple enough. I can do this um, because I can't do complicated things. But I was like, this is simple enough. I can do this. And so it's basically just uh, vodka, a little simple syrup, a little lemon juice, sage leaves and top it off with ginger beer and ginger beer and acid reflux are not friends so i also have a huge (laughs) cup of water right here and i'm having to alternate but it's really good and i really like it um at least you know i'm proud of myself at least you don't like choke in the background like me when I drink ginger beer. Oh, oh! You should have heard me when I took my very first sip. I was like, "Whoa, that we're not recording." I don't know. It always just gets me in the back of my throat, and I just can't prepare for it. So I end up. It's just so sharp. Like, why is it so sharp? Ginger. And then the name. <laughs> the name of the ginger beer is Cock and Bull. No, oh, I've had that before. I like that one. I've never had Cock and Bull before. Um, <laughs> I just like the way the label looked. It looks angry. <laughs> and, I, and I thought this, oh, and also on the label, it, you know, tells you to use it when making Moscow mules. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to get this. And that way I'll have some <clears throat> when I get ready to make other drinks as well. Got it. Yeah, I like it. It's one of the best, in my opinion. Um, mm. so moving on. Um, so I guess last night was the SAG Awards Screen Actors Guild, and we just kind of want to take a minute and talk about the winners. Of course, the best winners to me was <laughs> the Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> 
Y'all I was so proud of them. I was so proud. I was so happy for them because it's just, y'all don't understand how, well, I think we've talked about how many times we saw it before. Yes. But I, it was just so great. Um, I know some people were like, well, you know, why didn't uh, why didn't Affinity War win? But I was like, first of all, you also have to realize like the skill that it takes to accurately depict black people in different skin tones in one video. <laughs> you know, like you don't understand. Like it just takes you have to be on a higher level. You have to be way more mindful of blackness to really come up with something that was as beautiful as Black Panther was. It was so aesthetically pleasing. <sighs> um it was just everything. Everything was great. I did not watch the awards, but I did catch Chad's speech, and it was phenomenal. <laughs> so they won for overall cast. I mean, they took home the the big boy, yeah. which gives me a little hope <laughs> for the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. That you, I mean, honestly, you never can tell. Yeah, yeah. But they also... They also took home the award for like the stunts or something like that. I don't yeah. know how it's worded. And I just thought, yes. <laughs> yes. Because they, to, to be honest, Infinity War was nominated in that same category. And I really thought that they would win. Not that I thought that they deserved it, but I thought that they would win because, you know, whites. In my opinion, Mission Impossible the stunts were crazier and the fact that he did the stunts himself broke a leg while doing the stunts and kept running like <laughs> i don't know see, i didn't what... see mission impossible yeah it was like i hadn't seen a mission impossible since high school but i watched this one and it was amazing and i was like it had me thinking like what is scientology about where he could be running like this and still doing his stunts <laughs> and he's like you know like what in his 40s <laughs> I was just like, how? <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard, that's how. <laughs> Let me not say that name too loud. I'm scared. <laughs> Did you know there's a We whole... sorry, we sorry. <laughs> okay, we, we didn't mean it. We meant our friend, L. Ron. LaRon. 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 There's an entire scientology channel on tv and i cannot tell you what they show because i am scared to <laughs> and it's right. been there for at least a year now and every time i scroll past it i'm so tempted like i want to know what they're talking about but i am scared it ain't worth it, it ain't worth it. <laughs> i i do not want to in, those are some goons that i do not want to invite into my home right. so i just mm-mm. i'm afraid for anyway. you i feel like you'll be in a group text one day be like you know what scientology ain't so bad i'm just gonna have to block you and just keep going oh, no, 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 no 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 ma'am no ma'am no ma'am i've seen i've seen too many uh, that is not my concern. <laughs> my concern is that they're going to show up at my door. <laughs> and if anybody's seen any of the documentaries, you get where I'm coming from. <laughs> like, I'm afraid they're going to show up. <laughs> you do not have to worry about me doing anything like that. Anyway, right. anywho. Well, in other notable news, uh, Sandra O, oh, she won Outstanding Performance in Killing Eve. If y'all haven't watched Killing Eve, 
please do so. It got renewed for a season two pretty late because it didn't have a lot of viewers, which I didn't watch it in real time either. But y'all, it is amazing. And I think it's on Netflix now or maybe Hulu. But it is good. And then uh, Mahershala, again, I just don't like the fact that they're like, oh, he was best supporting actor. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> but he's just the best well, one. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Mahershala, have you caught up on True Detective yet? No, I'll do that this week. You know, I envy you all who have friends who are there for you. Wow, you pause real hard mm-hmm. after friends. <laughs> I, 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 just, I envy, I envy those of you who have friends who, you know, when you say, "Hey, guys." I really, and your friends have already established that they're going to watch said show. And you're like, guys, I just really need to talk about this. It's spooking me out. I need to talk about it. And, you know, said friends have not watched that show. I have watched the first episode. Let me catch up. I have time this week. The good place is over. I'm caught up on the other stuff. So I will watch it this week. It was just so slow to start. Uh. You know, I don't, you know, this is why podcasts are so great. And I just have to find podcasts about the shows that I watch and just talk to my podcast friends like an idiot. No one will watch shows (laughs) with me in real life. No, because everything you, everything you recommend, I check it out. I'm just saying. Okay. Well. Just saying. Let's hug it out. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I just em- I envy those of you with friends. <laughs> wow. Um. Also, I want to be sure that we shout out my boo, Rami Mali, <laughs> because I'm so proud of him for his outstanding performance in Bohemian Rhapsody. And I really hope that this means that they'll get back into production for Mr. Robot because I miss it. I'm not gonna ask that you watch it. I already know you don't. Sure don't. I saw the marvelous Mrs. Basil one again a lot. I know last year, yeah. like Insecure was up for a lot, and the marvelous Mrs. Basil beat up on everything. But it's. I mean, I've watched it. I'm. I'm not all the way caught up on it. Yeah. But I started watching it one night, and it's pretty good. It's just not better than Insecure. Yeah. But. That's a different conversation for a different day because we all know what's going <laughs> And also, before we move on, I do want to recognize Darren Chris because, again, I enjoyed watching Versace and he took home the top honor for that. Hey. Um, <laughs> he played Andrew Coonanen mm-hmm. and he, he did a great job. So I was really happy to see them when there was something. Am I leaving someone important out? Yes, this is oh, us. Yeah, they won. <laughs> this is us. I'm like I know there was something else I was excited about. Yes, I was happy for the cast of This Is Us. Um, I have to watch it really slowly because when I try to binge it, I cry too much. Yeah. Surely you cry when you watch This Is Us. I don't think I've gotten far enough where it's cry worthy yet. Girl. Okay, so what happened was, like, there's a group of people that, like, love it, and I don't like them, so I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, no, no, no. 
what I'm confused about is like, I mean, I was crying like the first episode. I don't remember. I don't know how far it, you're trying to get in. It takes a lot for me to cry at TV. Oh. Like even like Parenthood, I think I cry like one episode and everybody's like, I cried every episode. And I'm like, no, it's just one. No, I didn't cry every episode. Right. <laughs> Okay. Right. So we wanted to talk about it's funny because I heard this on APR this morning, um, them talking about it and I thought immediately first thing I thought was, Oh, when are we gonna check racism in academia? <laughs> <laughs> um well, basically Duke University apologized over a professor's email asking Chinese students to speak English. And basically I guess some professors had heard some students speaking Chinese in their student lounge, and she emailed telling them to essentially aim to speak 100% English in a professional setting. And she was like, please keep these unintended consequences in mind when you choose to speak Chinese in the building. And so, like, I mean, if anybody that's been to college knows that a lot of academia is a monolith. So it's typically white English speakers. And so for them to be like, your way of being, your way of speaking is not professional. It's not ideal. <laughs> and to be able to just go out there and email and think it's okay. I'm just like that was what I didn't understand was what made them think that that was okay and then she even went so far as to mention in the email you know this may prevent you from getting internships or assistantships Mm -hmm. that other professors mentioned Mm -hmm. this it's like so you want to invite the lawsuit or what because I don't understand like you said, any of us who spent any time on a campus, it's not that this is surprising. I just can't believe she put it in an email. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like it's it's like that um that show that used to come on that showed like dumb people committing crimes. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you thinking? Ridiculous. And I mean, even they said that the program that they're in, thirty six of the fifty four students are Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why they were really mad. Because when I when I saw that, I said, oh, that's why they're mad. Okay. I'm just thinking about, like, because I remember, even in my grad program, I remember this professor gave a, just an extremely scathing review of me, who happened to be the only Black person in that cohort, of, like, how I act. And I was like, would you have said this to anybody else? Like, just the way she talked, like... The thing about academia is nobody checks them usually, you know, like there's so many, especially when you are in higher ed, there's so many professors that talk to you anyhow and nobody checks them. Of course, thank God for social media and just everything coming to the forefront faster, (laughs) you know, this came to the forefront. So I'm very fortunate that I have not had those kind of experiences directly. Um, even though I have, I too have been a part of cohorts where I was the only one. And I, I'm just thankful that I never had to deal with that, but I still know that it exists. Mm-hmm. So the university asked professor Megan Neely, because that's the professor who sent the email 
she did step down from her position, but she's still on the faculty, which is still a problem. Yeah. And I guess I'm going to assume that because they did launch an investigation, so I guess they're going to wait until they have their findings, and then they're going to ask her to pack her bags and leave. But again, what we see is that you have the majority of the students are Chinese-speaking, but then you only had a small fraction of the staff Mm -hmm. that were Chinese-speaking, and I didn't write that one down. It was 10 out of 50. 10 out of 50. But like... Compared to... Right. right. But like, (laughs) College of Engineering, it was like my dad and maybe one other person most of the days. (laughs) So I was just like, you know... I just, I think it's, it's not right, but there's just not a day of reckoning yet where, you know, you can do stuff like this and not get, you know, taken the fuck out of there yet. There are also other boundaries Mm -hmm. that keep people of color out of um, high levels of academia. Mm -hmm. One being pay. Mm Mm-hmm. When I first think, because when I think of that, I mean, I know plenty of people of color who have, say, the degree level to participate in academia in these levels, but you're talking about a major pay cut if you leave your practicing Mm -hmm. field. That's an issue that I think needs to be addressed because we do not have the economic structure set up around us in the beginning Mm. so that we can even be in those positions. Right, especially with that debt. Exactly. <laughs> and that really just kind of brings you all the way back to the point of forced assimilation. And it just brings you back to the point of people perceiving anything that's not white American as less than. Right. Right. I'm sorry. Are you playing games while we're recording no. a show? <laughs> Shut okay. up. I mean, you know I don't play no games. I, mean, <laughs> I don't have that level. You sound like you got a lot going on. Activity. <laughs> Anyways, I was uh, trying to like <laughs> shut off the sound. Anyways, yes, I agree, and I just feel like maybe one day academia will get there, but I feel like a lot of stuff flies um, in academia. Yeah. Moving on to, <laughs> you put Kodak Joy on this, and um. I viewed it and I was like, why do I have to look at Kodak? <laughs> I before anybody writes in DM, inboxes, it is stuff. I am well aware that, you know, Kodak is problematic and all this other stuff. But when Fantasia posted that <laughs> so on Instagram, I don't know if he's on he's on some sort of live, yeah. Kodak and his friends. <laughs> And they are singing to Fantasia's When I See mm-hmm. You. And it just brought me so much Black Boy Joy. I'm sorry. It made me smile to see it. It made me smile to see them be just carefree. And it brought me joy. Mm-hmm. So, Kodak. See, I come from a long line of grudge holders. And so, <laughs> I, I was just like, mm-hmm, well, I like this song. I don't like looking at him. And here we are. You don't like the song? I do like, I said, while I like the song, I don't like looking at him. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) And for me, I guess, it really wasn't even that it was him. It was just a group of black boys enjoying themselves. And 
having a good time singing a song. And I Did you see the social media post where the guys like had guns and all that, but they're singing about how? Yes, <laughs> yes, I love. I it. love that one so much. I'm like, y'all look ratchet as fuck, but <laughs> y'all are talking I about loved it. loving somebody, and it just made my heart warm. <laughs> I'm so glad that whoever posted that, like. I'm glad they captioned it in a way that made me right. click on it because I skipped past music. They're the like, time. please <laughs> take the mute off. And I listened to it. I was so happy <laughs> for that. that. That's the kind of black boy joy I want to see. <laughs> yes. So Jules Santana, I guess. Julie. <laughs> Julie. <laughs> I, I cannot physically say that. So Jules <laughs> Santana. Uh, apparently, let's just call him Santana. Okay, let's just Santana. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> Anyways, he uh is requesting that they uh postpone his current surrender date um by a month, which is a lot, <laughs> so that he could travel to Georgia and attend the filming of a Tyler Perry reunion. So at first, I was like, "Oh, he's gonna be in this Tyler Perry thing." He's not. <laughs> but no. basically, I guess on Love and Hip Hop, everybody else is going to be on it. So he wants to be a part of that filming. And so he's like, it's very important to my professional career. I'm like, dude, you're about to go to jail. <laughs> Listen, Julius said, hey, Medea is going to mm-hmm. die. It's going to be gone. It's going to be the end of Medea. Mm-hmm. When am I going to have this opportunity mm-hmm. again? This is a moment in black <laughs> culture, and I need to participate. <laughs> and I said, yes, sir. <laughs> Similarly, uh, Beyonce was posting some, you know, some event pictures for some Tyler Perry event. And I was like, I wonder if Tyler, uh, Beyonce ever watched Tyler Perry bootleg. Like, <laughs> like... <laughs> Don't do that. It's not like it's not like it was weird. It's not like it's not like we couldn't afford watching Tyler Perry. It's just a cultural thing to have somebody slide you the bootleg, uh, Madea. Like, (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen a bootleg of Madea. Seriously, and there's very few mainstream black things I took a part of as I was younger and I still ended up somehow seeing a bootleg of Medea. <laughs> wow. It was like the early wow. place. <laughs> anyway, wow. you're not gonna judge me. <laughs> you are not gonna judge me. Wait, wait. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> no, no, no judgment. No judgment. I don't I'm just saying, you know what, I take that back. Anytime I've seen anything Medea like in the beauty shop or the barber shop, it was bootleg. Yeah, like the original place. Like everybody had a bootleg. I don't even know how you could have bought the original place. (laughs) I mean, later on they had it on DVD, but when it first came out, everybody had it on bootleg. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But it's just it's so fun seeing like everybody come together for the ending of Medea. Yeah. Uh, I won't say similarly. But um, yesterday I realized that Tyler Perry played Colin Powell in Vice and nobody talked about it on Twitter. <laughs> well, 
I did not even realize it until you said that. So that's a movie that's already come yeah, out. Yeah, it came out like Christmas. And I think a part of it was like oh. none of us was really out there to see Vice. Who cares about Dick Cheney? But or Christian Bale is Dick Cheney, which he gained a lot of weight for, which is hilarious to me because I'm like, I keep looking at him, I'm like, he used to be Superman. And <laughs> he gained all this weight for Vice. It was just so weird because they were like, oh, Tyler Perry is Colin Powell. And I was like, oh. <laughs> did he have his Did he have his straight man wig on? Um, no, it just seemed like his regular hair. Yeah, it was just, it was interesting. And my friend was like, he looks so different. I was like, no, he doesn't. He looks like Tyler Perry. It's Tyler Perry. But. <laughs> no, that flyer, he looked kind of different on that flyer that you sent me. Mm, I don't know. I mean, he had a lot of makeup yeah. on. It looked like they did something maybe to his nose, or maybe it was just a lot of contouring. I, I feel like it was contouring. I don't think they had like a fake nose on. Okay. But, um, okay. I may watch Vice. Well, right? now I gotta see <laughs> when it hits my uh, fire stick. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, but I wasn't gonna say that on the pod. I was just gonna say, you know, when it comes yeah. on HBO yeah. or whatever. <laughs> TBS, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'll watch it eventually. Um, <laughs> so, moving on to our Someone Something, which actually kind of matches our poor life decision of the week. We are going to be talking about mindfulness for our decision, but um, we want to start off talking about our favorite mindful apps or apps that promote mindfulness. So, Chris, what are your favorite mindfulness apps? I have three. That are my top. That is Forest, Breathe, and the U version Bible. So, Forest is basically really just a fancy timer. <laughs> it's supposed to be like an on task timer. So, you open the app and you're supposed to set the time like, I'm going to work on XYZ assignment for 20 minutes. And you plant. I'm using air quotes as if you all can see me, but you plant a virtual tree when this happens. And if you do not touch your phone for 20 minutes, or did I say 20 or 25? Whatever, however long you tell it that you want to focus on that Mm -hmm. activity. You cannot get on your phone, cannot touch your phone for that amount of time. And when it is over, your tree has bloomed. If you touch your phone before time is up, your tree (laughs) dies. Now, you get points for all of the trees that you grow. After you get so many points, you can cash that in for them to plant an actual real-life tree. Now, the thing about the Forest app is it's not free. I think it was like two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it because I enjoy growing the little virtual tree. And I'm going to be honest and say that I have had this app for... A little over a year now, and I have yet to accumulate mm-hmm. enough points <laughs> to plant a real tree. <laughs> but you know, it's okay. And now that also, you mention it, I think but, I used to have that app. But <laughs> see, and for someone like me, like I like to think I'm doing good mm-hmm. in the world, even when I'm not. <laughs> so it was like, okay, I can do what I need to do and still have a way to contribute and give back to the world. And plant a tree. So I really do like the Forest app. Um, 
You just have to make that effort to not touch your phone. Yeah. My next favorite one is Breathe. And we I briefly mentioned Breathe in a couple of shows, actually. It's, it's probably my favorite meditation app. The, uh, the only part about it is a lot of the meditations are locked, meaning you have to pay. Now, if it was like a one-time fee, I actually would probably mm-hmm. pay it. But it's the subscription type deal. And then it's a pricey mm-hmm. subscription. Like if they charged me 99 cents a month, <laughs> which I'm not trying to tell people how much their innovation is worth. But all I'm saying is people like me easily forget about all of the little nickel and dime things I've signed up for. I would be a customer for life. Yeah. And for, I mean, I would probably like move on to a different app and a different phone and forget that I ever had mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? But no, you want to charge an exorbitant amount. I think it's like maybe 20 to 30 bucks. Yeah. It's, it's more than I'm going to pay for an app. So, or for the subscription, rather. But there are still really good free guided meditations on there. What I really like best about Breathe is as soon as you open it up and ask, How are you? And you get to pick like these little icons to <laughs> display how you're feeling. So there's like, you know, one for being grumpy, one for being sad, one for being happy. And they're, they're just, there's such a range of emotions. I think that's what I really like about it is the range of emotions. And it starts off asking you about your physical well-being first. And then it asks you how you are mentally and then emotionally. And that's when it takes you from things like appreciative, joyful satisfied all the way over to angry annoyed irritated judgmental Mm -hmm. pessimistic like it asks all these things and you can pick up the five so based on how you tell the app how you feel it then recommends uh meditations for Mm -hmm. you one thing i really like about them is that they range in length so the shortest ones are about two to three minutes the longest one that I will do <laughs> is, about, is about six yeah. or seven minutes. And that's because, and that's also largely because I do it in the morning and I don't yeah. have that kind of time. I'm not Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm not Oprah. I'm not Ariana Huffington. I don't have 30, 45 minutes to meditate. In Funny enough, yeah. when you wrote Breathe, I have a different Breathe app and it's spelled differently. So I was like, maybe she mm-hmm. would just misspelled that. But I think we have two different apps. <laughs> oh. Mine is spelled B-R-E-E-T-H-E. So. But I think it's two oh, no. entirely different experiences. But um, with mine, my Breathe app also has a lot of like, you know, monthly. It's like a freemium, you know, type thing where like literally yeah. everybody wants to make money off of your quest for mindfulness. <laughs> which i mean in a way yeah. i get it it's smart but also i just feel like if you're in the mindful business but you know what that's wrong i can't i can't be that way because these people All have right. to make a living just like everyone else but all i'm saying is don't charge me an arm and sure. a leg to try to be a better person <laughs> but i'm trying to be a better person and finally i like the U version bible app and i like that one because of the What's the word I'm looking for? What you read every day? 
<laughs> I like that one for the devotions. There are so many. And you can pick the length of the devotion you want. You can do one for a week. You can do one for a month. They have them for all different kind of themes. I'm doing one right now for anxiety. They have one. They have one for almost every holiday, especially every Christian holiday. Um, they yeah. just have them for everything. And I like the ones that I like for my devotion to give me like a story or a narrative and then give me the Bible verses that demonstrate said narrative. So those are the ones I picked. I just finished one that was Tamala Man and each it was a it was a really short one. It was a five day one. And each day one of her song titles <laughs> was the topic. And she just talked about kind of like the process for writing said song, what she was going through in her life, you know, how these lyrics came to her, and then the Bible verses that the lyrics are based upon come next. So that one was really cute, really fun. And also, each one also had like a YouTube video of the song. I did not do that because, mm-hmm. again, I'm doing this in the morning and I don't really have time for all that. But yeah, um, I've been with you version for at least so since 2010 and so it's interesting to see them like grow and like i like the fact that you can log in and be like how are you feeling today and i'm like oh anxiety that's usually how i'm feeling (laughs) and they'll have verses for me (laughs) for that moment and devotionals and things like that so that's pretty dope um so like i said for me i it's kind of a mix. So in a way, I feel like lately mindfulness apps have become such um, a lucrative business. So everybody is trying to make money off of you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very specific about the ones that I choose and I use in my daily life and the ones that I feel like they're just trying to make money off of me. It's a mix of the ones that I semi feel like they're trying to make money off of me. And then the ones where I can use for free. So the first one was the five minute journal. And I think the app is about $4.99. But basically what it does is in the morning, it's like, hey, what are three things you're grateful for? What are some things you can do today to feel, you know, take control of your day? And then at night, it's like, hey, how did that go? And so it yeah. sends a lot of push notifications. but. <laughs> For somebody who, like, <laughs> super doesn't journal until they're just super emotional about life, it's a great way to, like, start that habit without, you know, thinking about it a lot. Yes. Um, the next one is Insight Timer. And so it is, it has a lot of free meditations, which I really like, guided meditations. I'm very bad at just, like, like I said, just sitting in a room and try to get to that place of clarity in for like 20 minutes i just my brain is like hey what are you doing oh look you're like not thinking about anything and then we have to restart every single time so um for that one it's good for i think anybody who is starting to meditate so i do a lot of self-compassionate meditations um, there's a lot of mantras that it'll teach you and it'll just really get you to a better space. For me, when I've tried to sleep and I'm just, my brain is everywhere, I'll use it to kind of calm my mind down. 
and breathe and go to sleep. I I am trying to familiarize myself a little bit yeah. more with the insight timer ones. I think I want to do like one of the little lessons. I re- I actually recommended well I mm-hmm. sent it to a friend of ours today. We were talking about meditation apps. Oh, you really like this one? Try it out. The meditation ones, and maybe yeah. I just haven't done it enough. You know, I like for you to tell me right. to breathe in, breathe out, and picture this and do this. Like that's what I. But like. y'all know I like, me. I don't. <laughs> I know. You don't like to take a deep breath. I was trying to do it the other night, and I was like, Ugh, "This is Jesse out. Let me breathe and go to sleep." But <laughs> yeah, so it is kind of like, and the good thing is like. A lot, a lot of the meditations are free, so you can find what kind of works for you, and not really worry about like them trying to like. A lot of times, the courses is where they make money, and then um, there's a few options to pay, because they do try to keep a lot of it free, and so you can pay kind of like you kind of yeah. like public radio is where you can pay to keep it free for other people. But um, I really like it. There is a. There is a light version of the mm-hmm. the five journal. I have it. <laughs> Don't use it. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to try it out before, you know, biting the bullet and paying yeah. for it, there is a light version. I am like you where <laughs> I really only want to journal when I'm just yeah. in turmoil. That was so <laughs> trying to make myself journal every single night and one way that I try to do that is by using like if I don't if I don't have an emotion I want to write about then to use a story yeah. starter so I try to do things like that to, <laughs> oddly enough to listening things. to Becoming um, by our forever first lady she talked about how her journaling was very much like when she was over flowing with emotions and needed to work it out and so I, I don't really hold myself to the need to journal every single day but just knowing that like hey let me work this out and you know 20 years from now I can go back and be like oh this is what I was working out <laughs> so I just I don't hold myself to routines it just stresses me out <laughs> you know what part of the reason this is gonna sound so shallow but part of the reason why I want to journal every day is because I realize that I'm not a very um yeah open person all the time so I feel like I have people in my life who Mm -hmm. I think are very close to me but they probably Mm -hmm. don't really know me that well and you know how in movies or tv shows like someone dies and then like their niece or their daughter finds their journal and then they read it and learn mm-hmm. about their life. Like that's what I want. <laughs> that's what I want to happen. <laughs> so like I'm trying to trying to leave details of my life so that I can be remembered like uh, I don't know about that. Like I said, my um I think when I was younger my journaling was mostly about like whoever I was crushing on. And I've read that, and I've sworn to never be like that ever again, because <laughs> I thought it was stupid. So the next app is Shine. And so I really like, well, I primarily like the web version and the email version, where they kind of email you every day with kind of like something that we all are grappling with. So stuff like um, imposter syndrome. And just stressing out about trying to be the best person we are. 
every day. And so their email, their email is comfortable. It feels like they're not asking anything of me. Their app is like, hey, do you want a free seven day trial? I'm like, no, because then you're going to want money for me after seven days. (laughs) Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, like they kind of know what levels to like ask for uh, commitment from. If you get the text, it's fine. You can open up the link. Um, I don't open it every day and neither does Chris, but (laughs) you know, like we we lean into what we need at the time um i think the email is a little bit the email is still very similar to the text the um app is like hey you want to meditate tonight but then they're like hey you want seven day you know trial and i'm like no because then you're gonna want money from me and i have way too many subscriptions in my life (laughs) um the last one was called i don't know what it really stands for but it's W-Y-S-A, and uh, my friend told me about it. And basically, it's like an AI system created by counselors. And so, like, every, with the penguin, oh. <laughs> every day, like, it yeah. checks on me and asks me how I'm doing. <laughs> it's very, like, it. it's intrusive, and I think it's just <laughs> because, again, avoidance is one of my coping mechanisms. So it's like, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, yeah. um, not great. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what's wrong? Let's, let's let's talk about it. And I'm like, oh, I didn't want to talk to you about it. I just wanted to let you know that I wasn't happy. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, I just want you, I just want right. you to know how I am. And I be able to truthfully say, not good, instead of fine. Right. And I don't want to be in there. Okay, don't want to talk so, about it. So... <laughs> Yeah, I think I had that one for like maybe I don't even think I can. Especially it. like I feel like it's good for people who are willing to do the work, you know, don't have access to mental health. And so like it really will like equip you with tools. They'll be like, Hey, how's your energy level? And I'm like, It sucks because I'm always sleepy and they're like, Hey, we should do these things to help you increase your energy and sleep better. It just asks a lot of questions that like I'm not willing to answer right now. <laughs> but I think you should try it, even if it you is really for two do. days. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. And some people may like it. You may try it and like and it. And it always hits it me up me. during the daytime while I'm at work. And I'm like, I'm at work. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time to think about my yeah. feelings and emotions and stuff. <laughs> So, moving on to our poor life decision of the week. Um, So, you can probably guess from our someone something. But we're going to talk about mindfulness this week. Yes. <laughs> so, the general definition of mindfulness is just being more aware of a certain thing. At this time, uh, we like to think about being more aware of our emotions, especially while we flow throughout the day. Um, I, as a generally emotional human, have a lot of emotions that hit at once. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really important for me to sit down and like name these emotions just so that I have like this little bit of stability (laughs) in my everyday emotions. So (laughs) 
Uh, one of the articles we're looking at was from Harvard Health, and it was about the benefits of mindfulness. And, you know, it is one of those buzzwords right now where everybody talks about yes. why it's so good. But um, overall, it does um, improve well-being generally. And then they talk about how improves physical health because of stressors really do just affect our bodies in ways we don't think about and then it improves our mental health chris like when did you begin i guess your journey with mindfulness and how have you seen it benefit your life Ooh, good question <laughs> <laughs> so i began some years back when i first started having more severe anxiety attacks mm -hmm. like I've pretty much dealt with anxiety all my life but when I started having more severe anxiety attacks and when my general doctor first started wanting to uh give me medication and I was, was dead set against it I was like no 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 so she was like okay this is what we're gonna do <laughs> we're gonna work on and she didn't call it mindfulness I don't remember what she called it but that's what it was and she's like we're gonna do this and we're gonna see how it goes and if you don't improve then we're gonna get better but mm -hmm. needless to say that's when my journey began and <laughs> sometimes I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm I got this I got this like I am the mindful master. <laughs> and then most days it's like, I just let my emotions rule me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's, um, it's like now I'm at a point where I know what to do and I know how to do it. It's just a matter of doing it. What stage do you feel like you're in? Do you, do you feel like you're kind of <laughs> in that same place? Unlike you, oddly enough, I am a big fan of medication. So. Um, a few years ago, I got on antidepressants and then my blood sugar started dropping out of the blood. Like, always low. And I was telling my mom, I was like, I don't know why my blood sugar is low all the time. And she was like, it's because you've been so stressed and it's been jacking up your blood sugar all this time. <laughs> and so when the wow. stress is gone, you know, your blood sugar is leveling out. And I was like, whoa. So I have a, isn't that weird how our bodies <laughs> don't even know what normal is supposed to be? Right, especially especially because there's a lot of things that your body does and adjusts because you your body makes insulin, whereas mine doesn't, and so I have to adjust. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I've always been a huge fan, but I remember, I mean, a few years ago, like I'd be at work at four o'clock, I was pissed. I didn't know why I was pissed. I was just pissed every day at four o'clock. <laughs> so wow. that was one of those things where like I had to like take a step back and and anger is usually the easiest emotion to spot. Mm -hmm. But when you put it to the side um, and think about what else you're feeling, then you find out why you're really irritated. And it's funny because I was listening to NPR the other day and they were talking about naming your anger. And so like a lot of cultures have different names. So there's like some type of anger where it was the Indian people. They're like, egg, it's like eggplant on the fryer. <laughs> so it's just like a real quick, like type of anger, you know, like it's just a real quick anger. Oh, oh. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to start using that. Yeah. One. And so, um, you know, it usually fills us out, but it's just a real quick hit. 
uh, to start, and they were talking about how like her husband would come home from a ten hour work day, and the toddler's yelling, and the dog is barking, and it's and they named it after a word that was a two two prong or a two sound type of thing, where it's just like two things are going on, and that's why you're mad, like <laughs> mm. why you're trying to come in. That makes sense. <laughs> so even that, like learning to just name your emotions. I think what's part of the anxiety about your emotions is not knowing what it is. So <laughs> that makes so much sense because that is definitely me. <laughs> like, like you said, anger is easy to identify. Um, for the most part, well, let me take that back. <laughs> I have gotten better about identifying when I'm angry, but sometimes in the, like in the past, I wouldn't always know that, Oh, really what's going on is I'm angry about this. Yeah. But now I'm where anger is pretty easy to identify, but sometimes it's hard for me to figure out what else is going on with me because my 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 ability to feel things runs very deep, but my ability to name them is very shallow. And so I very. get stuck. <laughs> Excuse me. I meant I meant for the two of us. I meant I wasn't being shady, I promise. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> it's just like, you know, I get stuck in happy, sad, mad. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it, it, it's not one of these. Like, I know how I feel, but I don't know how to put words to it. Mm -hmm. And I find myself in that situation a lot. And I think that what you said about NPR, um, about being able to name the emotion, I think that's key to mindfulness because the whole concept of being mindful is being in the present and being able to identify things and accept them as they are. And so the better we become at being in the present, identifying what's going on, accepting it as it is and dealing with it as it is, like the better we'll be. And that helps eliminate worry, which I don't even know if I would exist if I wasn't <laughs> able to worry about <laughs> It's like some days I just pick things to worry right. about. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to talk about real quick, the five techniques, uh, or five techniques that the article talked about. Um, so the first one is the one that we usually think about, which is like basic mindfulness meditation. And I know last mm -hmm. week we were talking about like, oh, I don't know if I can like meditate for 20 minutes, but <laughs> 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 the notion of just like sitting quietly and focusing on your breathing or your mantra, they repeat silently. So, um you the biggest thing with that is just starting out like it doesn't have to be 20 minutes maybe it's two minutes maybe it's one minute because you know my apple watch you know when you get real irritated <laughs> and it starts to tell yeah. you to breathe it's like oh so you know how i felt <laughs> <laughs> so um the key with that one is allowing thoughts to come and go without judgment and like you've said before like returning to your focus and breath from mantra you know, I'm always fascinated when people like uh, Deepak Chopra, when he talks about he can meditate anywhere. He can meditate while he's driving. He can meditate, you know, while he's, you know, walking. And I'm like, yeah, how? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's all. I don't want to get to the point. I don't have a need to get to the point where I sit and meditate for 45 minutes. Yeah. What I do want to do is get to the point where I can meditate whenever I need to without having to go to a dark, quiet place, because that's what I have to do now. Like when I get real worked up at work, I, I go to the corner 
rest there like our rest our office is small so the restrooms are like just you know a single restroom like it would be at your house it's mm-hmm. not a bunch of stalls and i go to the one in the corner <laughs> and i go in there and lock the door and turn off the light so i can make it absolutely dark and <laughs> because it, it won't get dark enough in my office and i don't need the phone to ring <laughs> yeah so i want to get to the point where i can do it wherever yeah and i guess um i kind of think of it like prayer like you know when you start off they're like that's good close your eyes get in your prayer closet but then when you do it more and more and you're you've gotten used to the feeling of talking to god and things like that then you could do it in your car you could do it anywhere (laughs) you know that's a good parallel (laughs) that's a good parallel i'm I'm gonna start trying to practice it that way and i think part of it is like in a world with so many distractions we're just not used to focusing anymore Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um another one was body sensations so it says notice subtle body sensations such as a itch or tingling without judgment and let them pass and i do have this where like i feel like i feel like a, a small hive trying to well up inside of my mouth like inside of my lip and i know it's just i'm stressed out <laughs> and i just breathe yeah and leave it alone <laughs> you know. I, I cannot i cannot <laughs> i feel like I call it itching, but it's not itching. It's like it feels like something is crawling on me mm-hmm. when I get super stressed, and I can't ignore it. <laughs> it won't <laughs> go away. And basically, like I have, I do have medication to that. Well, I have a prescription that I can take for it, but it's actually just fancy Benadryl. So I just take Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm trying to get better about working past that and ignoring it because I can't take Benadryl throughout the day. Like, I have to work. (laughs) Yeah. I know sometimes, like, before bed, I'll start itching. And I I can't control it. I just keep itching. But uh, there are certain things where I'm like, okay, you're stressed out. Calm down. (laughs) And then I keep moving. Um, It does say notice each part of your body. and then. Don't judge it. Just let it pass. Um, Sensory. So it talks about noticing sight, sound, smells, tastes, and touches. And again, notice it without judgment. You can name it. Be like, "Mm, that smells funny. (laughs) And then go. (laughs) And then let it go. Um, Next one was emotions. So allow your emotions to be present without judgment. So again, yeah, I'm mad. Why am I mad? Because, you know, four o'clock, I'm kind of hungry. (laughs) <laughs> and then don't no judgment and they keep going uh the next one is a big one for me it's an urge surfing um uh-huh. and talks about coping with cravings both for addictive substances and behaviors but even like i said the the four o'clock snack time am i really hungry no i'm stressed out because it's almost the end of the day and people are asking me for things like i'm not about ah. to leave in an hour <laughs> <laughs> so (laughs) sitting with the idea they're like hey here's a craving but guess what it's not gonna be here forever so mm, sit there for five minutes and be like oh i really want to leave this don't really need it and then let it pass because it will pass at the end of the day (laughs) Yeah. yeah i think the most important part of all of these techniques is again, I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's just so important that we're in the present, we acknowledge what's going on. And then that last piece 
It's the acceptance, which is the no judgment. So you don't have to label it good or bad. It just is. Yeah. So I'm angry and that's just the way it is. You know, I think I want to get a pizza with extra cheese and that's just what it is. I don't have to start beating myself up about right. being a pig. It's like, it is what it is. Now deal with it, you know? And then, yeah, it does say stay with it. Uh, so it says sometimes the process is not going to be relaxing at all, but over a time, all caps, bolded, underlined, over time, it provides a key to greater happiness <laughs> and self-awareness as you become comfortable with the wider range of your experience. So, um, mm-hmm. like I said, it doesn't have to be 20 minutes. Maybe it's two minutes. Maybe you're just writing things down. There's a lot of, oh my gosh, there's so many ways of mindfulness. So I think yesterday, Shine was talking about the uh, pressure list and like just writing down the things you have pressure about and then deciding, okay, is this something that's an internal pressure? Is it an external pressure? Is there anything I could do about it? Let it go. <laughs> of Shine. Did you read your shine today? Mm, I didn't read it today. <laughs> it talked about taking deep breaths. <laughs> you know, I saw it. I, I started <laughs> to message you about it. I saw it. I thought about you and I let it go because I was like, I'm busy and I don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah stick with it even though it may feel difficult just when you're sitting there because that one minute feels long Mm -hmm. as all get out but as those thoughts pop in your head acknowledge them and let them be but i i like to i deal with my thoughts as if they are tangible like if they're little children that's how i deal with my Mm -hmm. thoughts when i'm trying to meditate when something pops into my mind as it always does Mm -hmm. and it's usually something that I need to do today because I try to meditate first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, okay, I see you. I will deal with you later. And then I go right back into mm-hmm. it. And that's usually all it takes. We will definitely give y'all all these tips. They even tell you how to start with a basic one. We, we wanted to move on to one because we spend 40 to 50 hours at work every day. And that yes. <laughs> that's where a lot of internal and external stressors come through. So we wanted to talk about how we can really use the notion of mindfulness to really ex- um, improve our work experience as best as we can. Because, again, there's a lot of external stressors that you can't help. There's just some people that will always email you at four, even though you leave at five every day. <laughs> and it's just it is what it is like they're always gonna want everything at five <laughs> i mean at four so um let's talk about ways we can be more mindful at work and kind of help ourselves to deal with whatever we can control at the time so the first one is be consciously present. So they say, make a clear decision at the start of your workday to be present as best you can. Pause for a few moments before you start your workday to set this intention in your mind. And again, the world that we exist in is a world with many distractions. So yeah, I'm at work and I'm working, but I'm also like key keen in some tweet or Instagram 
post <laughs> or, you know, all these other things. So trying to um, really focus and be in the moment when you're at work is, at least if you start off with the intention, <laughs> at least you'll you'll get further than if you had no intention to, like, really be there. Moving on after that one was using short mindful exercises at work. And so um, these exercises train your brain to be more mindful. So they talk about, especially when you do have times of excessive pressure, practicing a short mindfulness act, um, activity or exercise that can be your savior. So when there are all those extra stressors, just taking a second, breathing, focusing again on what what you're there to do is this work <laughs> and um you know that you can do it at the end of the day do you have any mindful exercises that you try out that work for you apart from hiding um, in the really bathroom just i mean well i was about to say just mm -hmm. what we mentioned before with those quick little things you can do the meditation is just my quick go-to mm -hmm. and so and the article mentioned you know Give yourself a minute or so, and that's exactly what I do. And that's it. Yeah. And it helps. It says it does help to rebalance your nervous system. So toning down your fight or flight response and engaging the wise part of your brain. The next one is be a single tasker. And so, um, yeah, the, the thing about it is with like all this technology, there's so many things. I primarily work out of like Salesforce, which is kind of like a task management system for me. But people also email me when they want stuff. They also chat me when they want stuff and things like that. And so um, I very much try to like, I have a to-do list, physical to-do list in front of me. I work in digital media, but I love my handwriting. So I like writing anyways. So when somebody asks me for something, I try to write it down and then get back to what I'm doing <laughs> so that I don't continue to distract myself and get absolutely nothing done all day. Um, mm -hmm. They also talk about keeping a time journal of what you achieve in a block of time and decide um, when you're going to single task and when you multitask. So uh, for me, again, there's certain things that I do that I need all my attention and creativity for. But then when I'm working on reporting, that's podcast time. That is <laughs> audible time. That's time when I can do another thing and not be super distracted and still do my other tasks well. The next one was use mindful reminders. So um, they talk about just, you know, going throughout the day, thinking of um, the time to be mindful and practice these mindfulness techniques. And they say, uh, set alarm on your phone. <laughs> So uh, they say when your phone rings, take a mindful breath. Um, again, if you have an Apple Watch, you can definitely set yourself uh, reminders to, you know, it definitely reminds you to stand, but you can also set yourself breathe reminders. <laughs> so uh, they. Yeah, I think one of my apps, because I have a jillion <laughs> mindful, mindfulness apps, one of my apps automatically just sends me a reminder, hey, please. Yeah. The next one was slow down to speed up. So they do say mindfulness at work does seem counterintuitive. But when you do slow yourself down for a second or however much time, 
you're able to be more efficient. So it goes back to the notion of like single tasking. Yeah, it seems like you're not doing as much because you're not doing as many things at once. But if you could do that one thing well and finish it, then you can move on to the next thing that you can do well and finish and not have to go back and redo things. <laughs> so they say being in a panicky rush leads to bad decisions and it's a misuse of energy. So again, just doing things well is better and more efficient than doing multiple things and then not doing it well and having to go back and redo it. The last one made me laugh because stress. But <laughs> uh, make stress your friend. <laughs> and um, it's not no necessarily like we really seek to be stressed, but uh, they talk about changing your perception around stress. <laughs> what did you think about that one to start? <laughs> I really just kind of looked at not necessarily stress, but it's kind of like that rush that you get when, you know, you've got something difficult to figure mm -hmm. out or you've got something that is pressing. And, you know, sometimes you get that rush of adrenaline and you have to bog down and, you know, like in the moment, even though you're kind of stressed about it in the moment, you know that you're going to feel this sweet relief or this huge, like, feeling of accomplishment when you're done. Mm -hmm. I just kind of took it to be like that. Like sometimes when if there's there's this one particular task I have to do at work and I hate it because I hate dealing with numbers <laughs> <laughs> and it's looking at a freaking spreadsheet mm. a lot and my eyes start crossing up and I hate it. But when I'm done with it, I always feel this. I just feel so accomplished and I always feel like this sense of pride in my work and I get to use one of my good pencils while I'm working on it. And so even though like I hate it in that moment and I get easily flustered because again, I hate working with numbers. I know that when this is over, like I'm going to feel good about it. <laughs> That's like, you know, back in college when you had two weeks to write a paper and then you wrote the best paper every life and like before. <laughs> so yeah. uh yeah so the notion is that the stress response does energize you and it just especially clears your mind and you start doing your best work and so thinking of stress like as your friend <laughs> um and how your body responds to it it'll, it'll start to change and once you start to think of it as a positive thing you use it to your benefit the next one was feel gratitude. And it's so funny. Um, they start off with saying humans have a negativity bias. Um, it just means that you're more likely to focus and dwell on something that's gone wrong um, compared to things that have gone well. And so uh, there's so many people and there's so many apps and things. They're like, oh, feel gratitude. And I'm like, I don't want to feel gratitude right now. I'm mad. <laughs> so. Um, you know, the the biggest way to change your perception about things is to have gratitude. And so it's like, yeah, people stay trying me, but I'm also learning ways to resolve conflict and work with different personality types and still be able to play to my strengths in any given situation. So the biggest thing I say about my job is that, like, I'm learning people management. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's not like I'm running ads I'm really running 
relationship. <laughs> and so that's one way to think about it. Once you kind of flip it on its head, then you're able to A, be thankful, but B, start to feel more positive feelings towards it. Do you have any thoughts on that one? Um, I mean, that is really my go-to. It's just to try to, I mean, like just mm, yesterday, day before yesterday, one day this week, I was just feeling uh, extremely overwhelmed at work. I I was having one of my why are you here moments, <laughs> not for me, but for people who work under me, because if I have to do your job, <laughs> then I need to know why you're here. <laughs> and, and I don't like holding hands. Like I don't like holding someone's hand who's supposed to be capable of doing what they're paid to do. So I was just feeling very overwhelmed. I had to stop and take a second and say, you know what? Not only do I have a great job, but I get to work in a field that I love. I get to do something that I love. And I I genuinely do love what I do. I show up every day with a brand new attitude because I love what I do. And not everyone has that. So take a deep breath. Tell them to figure it out (laughs) and move on. (laughs) Also. They help me pay for my insulin. And I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like, I like that. being alive, you know? <laughs> uh, the next one is cultivate humility. And so um, it's just a notion of, um, again, people be trying you. <laughs> and sometimes you have to, you know, humility will get you such a long way in life. People like humil, humil, that's not the word. <laughs> I can't get it. You know it. You know it. people. You know it. Yeah, I don't. I just can't tell you what that word is today. But um, so they talk about to develop a little more humility. Try the following: undertake mindful exercises, which is basically what this podcast is about today but um mindfulness reduces activity in the prior brain that generates the story of yourself and so giving too much attention to you and your own story is unhealthy which i don't know what they're talking about but okay Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, mindful practice helps you to be more connected with your senses your present self and um, as your attention widens, you can see how much others contribute to your everyday success. I guess it's just thinking about the greater whole. Like, yeah, you may start with what you're feeling, but they you expand to, you know, everything around you. <laughs> and it just makes you so yeah, it's all Yeah, and it's also that concept of it's not about you. Even when something <laughs> feels like it is pressing on you or it's like why is this happening to me just keep in mind that it's not about you this isn't happening to you to punish you or (laughs) don't make every situation about you sometimes things happen or we go through things so that we can be a lesson for the next person or so that it prepares us to help someone else it's all a big ecosystem And sometimes this is just how you're going to make your contribution to that ecosystem. So practicing humility helps us to step away from 
making everything about us. And when you do that, it's easier to handle stuff when it pops up. Um, it's not about y'all. That's what she means. She's not talking to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> uh, the next one is, oh, it's a struggle. But um, accept yes. what you can't change. Oddly enough, it starts off with, uh, when you accept yourself, you cut down on energy draining self-criticism. You're then better able to enjoy your successes and spotlight your shortcomings. And so, (laughs) I mean, to some extent, like, like 2019 is my year of bettering myself, but I also put a lot of safeguards around the fact that I also know me and I'm going to fail at a lot of things (laughs) and I'm going to struggle with a lot of things, but you know, I celebrate where I do you know I'm am succeeding so even um working out like I've been working out for four weeks now and I work out four times a week I don't like it it takes me usually about an hour to get ready to go to the gym and I'm not doing anything but brushing my teeth um putting clothes on and leaving the house (laughs) so it really shouldn't take as long as it does but I don't like doing it but I do it (laughs) and here is a perfect example of it's not about you because it doesn't matter that you don't like it you know what you're doing you're being my personal hero you're being my inspiration for me to get off my ass in the morning and start back working out and start back going to the gym in the morning because you know what if Zoya can do it I can do it see there see how this works it ain't about you suck it up get to the gym and just every time you don't want to go just think I'm doing this for Chris doing this for Chris (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so yeah so it's just the notion of there's a lot of things you cannot change but when you accept it and at least make plans around it <laughs> and do what you can yeah. i think it it just makes for a greater workplace situation and then the last one was adopting a growth mindset um especially i mean i am the big first one to be like i hate change <laughs> like they changed our system <laughs> from like google like for work to like Microsoft Office last June, I'm still yelling about it because there's a lot of things that just <laughs> don't work as well. But it's, uh, you, you've seen in your workplace where there's somebody with a fixed mindset and they mm-hmm. they cannot deal with change and they get left behind in the dust so quick. <laughs> so people with a growth mindset believe that they can improve their intelligence and talents with effort. And um, especially for the field that I work in, it's digital and everything's changing. Like I cannot tell you how much Russia has made my life difficult as a person <laughs> who has to run ads. but it's just like I just try to keep I I just have to move with the ebbs and flows of things like there's things that I used to be able to do that was great I could target people based on like I could target you for knowing that you buy cereal and I can't do that anymore (laughs) with ads but I just find different ways every single time and that's I think what a growth mindset is about is changing just being going with the flow and like being able to shift and learn with whatever life throws at you so what i learned about myself is that i well i learned to look at it differently because to me i hate change 
but I love growth. Like I love, I want to be the best me at all times. And if I do anything, I want to be the best at it. Mm -hmm. I don't like, and so much to the point where I had a real issue. I've, I've come a long way, but I had a real issue with, I wouldn't even attempt things that I didn't think I could be very good yeah. at. So, <laughs> but when reading this helped me realize it's not so much that I hate change. I don't like unexpected change. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to kind of like warn me <laughs> that something's going to happen, or I don't like a lot of change at one time. I, I need to be eased into things. Yeah. And also it has to be my idea. I mean, as far as like when thing, when when I feel like things are happening to me, something changed on me and I don't have control of it, then that's when I shut yeah. down. Versus when I say, Okay, so I'm gonna change the way I do this because X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I will say, uh so I knew for months that we were changing from Google and I, (laughs) (laughs) I, I made like allowances for most things, but I forgot that like I put a lot of things in Google keep. And so when that change happened, I no longer had my notes. (laughs) Fast forward six months later, I still haven't decided the best way to hold my notes. So I just don't, hold them anywhere like it's really bad i need to work on that (laughs) i mean i have like fragmented stuff but i just don't have one place to hold my notes for like things that i need to know so if y'all have any way that y'all think that would help me to hold my notes because i really hate microsoft OneNote, (laughs) please um oh i hate one tweet me instagram me just please help a sister out <laughs> you don't like Evernote? I like Evernote, but I don't like Evernote on PC. It's just super ugly and clunky to me. I have never used it on PC. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just have mm-hmm. a lot of issues. Oh, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> that's going to be a problem trying to figure out. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like it's going to be a problem, but I. Okay. That's the bigger. T- that's a bigger task than what I initially realized you were talking about, knowing that you have to deal with a PC at work. Yeah. Just because, and we're not doing any PC shaming. I mean, whatever your preference is, that's what it is. But one thing about using all Apple products is that everything's just insane. Yeah. Like every, everything, like I do have places for notes. I have different places for different types of notes, but even just my files, like, all of my documents at work show up on my computer at home as well when I need them to. Um, so, and, or I could pull things up on my phone when I'm in meetings. And so it just makes everything so seamless. Yeah. Uh, spoiled rotten. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause, um, I like still chat my boyfriend, like on Google Hangouts all day. So I'll like send links and pictures, um, when I need something from my phone to my screen. So the other day, uh, Facebook was making me like verify who I was. I had to send a picture of my driver's license. So I sent it to him and he was clowning me over my picture. And I'm like, please leave me alone. <laughs> and then he was like, why do you have a C certification? I'm like, I don't know. Cause I don't know. Cause I can't see it. I don't know. <laughs> 
like, I don't even know what that means. I, it was UNC <laughs> certification. I don't remember what it was. It was my driver's license thing. But um, yeah, I was like, mind your business. I don't care if I'm sending it to you. Just look the other way. <laughs> and that was part of my growth mindset coming to a job where I had to use a PC. <laughs> See how we wrap all that back together? <laughs> Alrighty. So, yeah. So, we will definitely post both of these articles. There's a lot of great nuggets about mindfulness in here. But um, our uh, benediction and our recommendation is just try out, you know, one or two minutes of mindfulness today and tomorrow and the day after that and see how you feel. One day at a time. <laughs> so, let's move on to our favorite oh, part, man. the buy you a drink. The drinking is delicious. That's the thing you buy the drink for. <laughs> so tonight, I'm going to buy a drink for for forgiveness and for hmm. letting go, and that is the okay. only explanation I. Want. I made some big girl voice. So yes. So that means I'm gonna buy me a drink too. <laughs> so I'll buy a drink for me too. But yeah. I am buying so, a drink for Nancy Pelosi because everybody wanted to give her shit when she wanted All to right. be uh the speaker of the house, but she is holding her shit. Like she is giving Trump <laughs> Oh, of the fire that he needs. <laughs> you know what was really aggravating me was when everybody was like, well, he conceded. Right. No, it's not a concession. Right. No she said no. He was like, well, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I'm going to co ed and come. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Blah, blah, blah. See? Uh, yeah. No. Nancy was what we needed in this moment, and I am happy that she is doing what she does. And even, like, when there was a lot of contention in the party about her trying to be Speaker of the House, she, like, literally um, gave spaces and said she was going to groom the younger people to have the position that she needs. And she is everything that we need right now. And I think it's super dope. So. You know what? Speaking of grooming, I saw a tweet today that said it's time for Beyonce to go ahead and start grooming her predecessor. Who, Blue? And, or her successor. And. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yes. Oh. Even though okay. I don't think that's what they meant. But. Mm. I mean, I, I guess thought, there's like Hallie and Chloe. Okay. But I guess to me, yeah. I feel like Beyonce is Beyonce. Part of the problem is people don't know how to yeah. like more than one artist at a time. That's part of the problem. Or mm -hmm. they compare artists who are not in the same lane. I don't put Chloe and Hallie sure. in the same lane as Beyonce because they don't do the same thing. So, um, I don't, I guess what I'm saying is I don't see the, a need for a successor. Like, she is who she is, and when she's done. I just feel like, is me as 30-year-old Addie. Like, who, who am I going to go for? Like, I grew up with Beyonce. Like, 
who younger am I gonna go for? Like I I listen to Ariana. She has a great voice. I don't like her music all the time because I feel like it's a soft pop, and I'm just like. Mm. <laughs> but um, I do appreciate it. she has a great voice. But I'm like, who who's gonna be here? Who? <laughs> Except I for mean, Blue. <laughs> Blue is seven. <laughs> <laughs> I stand people who I love and I, I can have like I have an equal amount and I'm sure Doyen can get a test of this. I have an equal amount of fandom for Beyonce oh, yeah. that I have for Rihanna They're different because I love them yeah. both. I think they do totally different things. So it doesn't I, I don't feel like one competes. Anybody who know me from like fourth grade on up knows that <laughs> Mary J. Blige is my everything and I stand her and your faith could never but guess mm-hmm. what I don't put her and Beyonce in the same yeah. category because they don't do the same thing and even if there was someone who did the same thing like everybody that girl y'all tried to make me like who was y'all day, even if someone does try to do the same thing, okay. you can see. Well, I meant Twitter when I say y'all. Yeah, I, I just—I mean, I didn't dislike her. I just didn't. I never got into her. But it wasn't a oh, she's trying to be like Beyonce. I don't think that. Yeah, way. I, I think that's where like people are like, not. oh, Beyonce is his next Michael Jackson. I was like, no, but Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson. Beyonce is Beyonce. Uh, Tina Turner is Tina Turner. Right. Like y'all ain't go right. happy. Like even like the whole right. thing with like LeBron James and Michael Jordan. I'm like there are different people in different times, and I cannot compare the two. So um, if y'all are willing to bring a younger person, that is dope, and I will definitely celebrate that. But she ain't gonna be the new Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyway. I'm not even looking for that. So, it has been another episode of Poor Life Decisions <laughs> on Twitter. We are PLD Pod. Like I said, we're super chatty and definitely tweet us and we will tweet right back at you. Um, on Instagram, we are Poor Life Decision, one decision because we're changing our decisions one at a time. And then on Etsy, we are, again, Poor Life Decision, no spaces because that's who I am as a person. That's what I named it. Chat with us. Uh, we would definitely love to talk. Uh, review us on yes. Apple Podcast because that's how we get found. Yeah. Tell a friend. Tell a yeah. loved one. Tell your mom. Tell your arch nemesis. Tell them all. <laughs> Wait, I don't know about mom. <laughs> Just tell mama. Said mama, they cook right. and drink, but they good. But they good they girls, and they good. They 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 some good girls. They go to church every Sunday in 2019 so far. <laughs> 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 most of, most of, wait, wait, most wait. Of, how many? Yeah. There's, there's been three. There's been four. <laughs> most okay, of the Sundays in 2019. <laughs> yeah. In fact, just tell your mama to pray for us. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> We love y'all. <laughs> Bye. I scribble X and O's in my notebook. Checking how my hair and my nails look. I feel myself in the zone. I get nervous when you call. So I say I'm not home. See your baby.